Hello and welcome to yet another Elwed Talks, the first podcast about destination weddings in Greece. My name is Sanya, the founder of Elwed Magazine, and I will be your host today. Join me in this new episode where we talk with amazing Megan Ely from OFD Consulting. Megan is an award-winning wedding publicist and wedding industry speaker. She comes from the PR and marketing world and after her experience in the event industry, she became an expert on everything which has to do with weddings and events. As a director of events and a day-off coordinator, Megan created mutually beneficial relationships with local and international vendors. This is when she started focusing on her niche of the wedding publicist and PR manager. She started her own brand, OFD Consulting, a niche marketing group offering specific and comprehensive services to small businesses specializing in the wedding industry. As the National Vice President of the Wedding International Professionals Association and the 2017 Chair of the NACA Conference Education Committee, Megan is a sought-after speaker and educator, featured on many podcasts, summits, congresses and workshops such as Engage, Wedding MBA, WIPA and many more. Her articles were featured in multiple local and international publications from Brights, Martha Stewart, Weddings, Harper's Bazaar, The Knot, Huffington Post, and so on. Among others, she is a Wedding Wire education expert, as well as a regular contributor to the Wedding Planner magazine, Wedding Business magazine, the International Trend Report, Honeybook, CaterSource, and SpecialEvents.com. In this episode, we dive deep into Megan's story and her beginnings. We'll talk about what is trending in the world of weddings, why you should submit your wedding or style shoot for publication, and how she can help you do this. Stick to the end to hear her advice for all the brides-to-be. Uh, hello, Megan. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. I feel like I know you forever. I've listened to some of uh, the podcasts you were um, interviewed on, and they're just absolutely amazing, and you're absolutely amazing. And finally, after so many years uh, of, uh, as we said, um, uh, email buddies, we finally get together in this uh, virtual conversation. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me after all of these years. Yes, you and I have been email buddies for years at this yeah. point. And so it was it's a real delight just to hear your voice for the first time. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. So tell us a little bit more about your story. How did you get into the wedding business? I know you're not a planner or anything like this, but I really appreciate uh, what you do for all of the wedding professionals around the world as a publicist and helping them uh, get into numerous publications and uh, uh, submissions and articles and all of these things, because I believe that this is really important for every professional. And I believe that brides can relate more when they see like the planner knows what they're doing or the photographer knows what he's talking about, or even the florist knows you know, what are the latest trends in colors or in or in flowers. So I'm really a fan of the International Wedding Trend Report and, um, and the Wedding Academy that you are working with Kylie on this. So first, tell us a little bit of your story and then we'll dive deeper into both worlds. 
Yes, it is. I've got to say my whole life, I feel like I've been in the wedding industry officially. I've, I've been in the wedding industry for 17 years. And what's funny is uh, you're right. I'm not a planner, but it, oftentimes yeah. people outside of the industry think that I am one. And so like my really? family members, you know, for oh, yes. years, <laughs> and they, they'll think that, well, you know how it goes. And so they'll say, see, yes. you're a planner. And I say, no, 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 no. But so you're right. I'm not. Um, but I have a great respect for those who are. So my story is, is, it's silly how it gets started. such a small thing. But here in the States, oftentimes when we're in high school, we take what's called a career test. So mm-hmm. it asks you about different things that you like to do. I don't remember any questions from it, but I took one when I was 14. So that's a, that's far, that's a long, long time ago. And so I took it and it said I would be great at public relations and in PR, you know, publicity. And I didn't know what that meant because I was 14 or 15. But, um, you know, as you make your way through high school, people inevitably parents will say, are you going to college? Where are you going? What do you want to study? And I started saying PR as my answer, (laughs) even though I didn't know what that was, but it sounded very good and grown up. And so I would say it and I had a lot of positive reinforcement people saying, oh, So I just kept saying it. And then one day (laughs) later in high school, I thought, you know, I should, you know, if I'm going to say it, I should probably look it up and see if it's even a fit for me at some point instead of just, you know, declaring it. And I looked it up and I was pretty delighted to see that public relations really was working with the media. I had grown up making little magazines with construction paper and I just loved all those things. And I thought, well, maybe this is somewhere that would make sense for me. And so I, went to college for public relations and I, I loved my classes. I I mean, I loved all my classes, but I very much loved the art of publicity and the idea of taking great people and making sure, you know, everybody knew about them. And so as I continued on and I did all sorts of different projects, you can do PR in so many different areas of the world, right? So many industries. And um, no lie, I was driving to the grocery store one day and I was just, I don't know why I was thinking about this. You can't help but think and college about your career, what you want to do. And I thought, you know, I should be in the wedding industry. It seems like a really happy, you know, celebratory. Of course, we all think that, right? It seems fun. I should do that and maybe pursue it. And so it's just this little drive to the grocery store. And so it piqued my interest. And so um, I kind of jumped on that idea and started, you know, I took all the wedding books I could. I really got into the idea that all my school projects moving forward were, yeah, I called, I, I did a pretend company for a school project called One Fine Day Wedding Planning. Like, so, I mean, I really got into the idea of it and uh which is where OFD got, gets its name it's from that school really? project yeah that's funny and so I get into the wedding industry and I very much enjoyed working in venues so I myself worked in full service venues where I would I was not a planner per se but I would plan the reception we would bring in 
full wedding planners mm-hmm. to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about six and a half years. So I worked in a couple different spots. I was, I spent most of my time at a five-star property where mm-hmm. I, I, we would probably do about 25 wet, weddings a year, maybe, maybe 30 um, per person. And so beautiful, beautiful place. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I have to tell you as much as I enjoyed, my favorite part was always bringing the, you know, the people I planned with, whether it was the couple and the parents or the parents and doing mm-hmm. a quiet reveal of the reception before anyone saw it. I loved mm-hmm. all of that. It, but, yeah. but, 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 and as much as I enjoyed it and I love the industry, you know, I would still do a little PR on the side for different things because I, I wanted to stay fresh with that. But, you know, I could do this huge wedding and it was successful and lovely and that would feel great and feel good to be a part of that. But then, you know, we might get a mention in the local newspaper and get Mm -hmm. a mention that was about a Mm -hmm. half an inch big, like teeny weeny. And that filled my cup 3000 times more. I just, I loved that. So I thought to myself, how do I combine those two? You know, if I love Mm -hmm. PR and what I noticed at the, especially at the beginning was a couple quick things was I really, I loved working with couples, but I loved working with the vendors more, mm-hmm. like so much mm-hmm. more. They were my friends. I enjoyed working with them. But what I observed was, especially at the time in 2009, was that everyone, they were really great at what they did, their art, right? But they yeah. didn't, the marketing PR side, there wasn't a lot of support in the industry at the time, especially on the publicity side. There were very Absolutely. few people. And, and even now, hard. yeah. Oh, yeah. Still There's very, about a, yeah. Yeah, I would say about a dozen, maybe of yeah. us. Maybe inter, if, internationally, like all of us combined, maybe fifteen, and that's yeah, being generous. Absolutely. And so, yeah. And so we went ahead and really, um, you know, I decided. If long story short. I left that job in the middle of the recession and took a a new catering job that was going to, if I may say, it was going to pay substantially more. And the thought Mm -hmm. was, let's work there a couple of years, you know, make money, save Mm -hmm. it, pretend Mm -hmm. I'm not making that money, save enough to go out on my own. But Mm -hmm. um, plans have a way of changing, right? And so I I worked for someone who was very unpleasant. I will not go into the stories today. Yeah, yeah. I put, I put in my notice after about four weeks, three weeks, four weeks, which is not like me. And, um, I, you know, I was talking to a good friend and she goes, well, what are you going to do? Because it's very unlike me to ever leave a job, especially Mm -hmm. we, we were about to pay for our wedding and Mm -hmm. we bought a house. It was not great timing. And she goes, why don't you start your business now? And I was like, well, no, you know, no dummy that's in two years, you know, I can't do it now. (laughs) And she said, why don't you know, why don't you just consider it? And I did, I took a big leap. And so I started OFT consulting, which combines all you know, those years. I did about a thousand events before I went on on my own yeah, yeah. and it combines it with the public relations, which is what I've always, I've either loved or the computers told me I would love. So for a very <laughs> long time, <laughs> the algorithms knew you already back then. <laughs> exactly. And- yeah. And we all start something amazing, I guess, in the midst of the recession. You know, I always say that uh, you have to look at the glass half full. So if, uh, as you said, one door closes, there's always another opportunity that you can do something on your own or a new, um, I don't know, venture presents to you and then you just have to go for it. Yeah, same same thing happened with me. So I totally can relate. Um, so can you tell a little bit more what you can 
do for the couples, I guess a little less uh, you deal with the couples and more for, for the wedding professionals. Like what is some, what are some of your specialties and services that you can provide for them? So that's a great question. You know, I work primarily with with the actual wedding pros, but I'll, yeah. I'll speak to the couples in just a second as well. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of hard to sometimes explain, you know, when there's only about 15 of you who do yeah. what you do, right? How yeah. do you explain that sometimes to people because it's just such a different thing? I mean, you know how it is. And so yeah. what I tell people is, and I kind of alluded to it before, but I, I once shared this in my son's kindergarten class for career day. And I thought, oh, I'm going to use this always. Like to, when you <laughs> explain it to a, a six-year-old and it was just so easy to explain. Yeah. It says, listen, I see the best in people and we make sure everybody knows about that. And so when someone has, gorgeous real weddings of course we're going to want to submit those on their behalf that's mm -hmm. planners oh and inspiration shoots which you you know very very well yeah. of course too but we submit to media outlets we look through the the events we say you know what are your goals where do you want to be because the fact is globally 30% of couples say that they find their wedding pros through real wedding features in part mm -hmm. at least. And so mm -hmm. we want to be the one taking these gorgeous events and selecting the images that we feel strongly the media will like and write the story mm -hmm. of the couple so people can be inspired by those details and submit them. And so that's a big part of what we do. But we also work with the media. Um, as you know, of course, mm -hmm. we work with the media on articles. So, it, you know, at the time of this recording, of course, we're, we're quite in the middle of the COVID pandemic yeah. um, globally. And we, we were especially busy in those first, I would say those first three weeks, I was mm -hmm. putting in 90 hour uh, oh, weeks. Wow. It was great. It felt like having a newborn. I was that tired. And we were focusing on how do we provide our experts and mm -hmm. send them, of course, to, you know, the media to be able to answer questions about, well, what do you do if you have to cancel your wedding or postpone it? Or mm -hmm. if it's a destination, of course, now we're talking about how to have events, but be safe and smart. And so in virtual as well. And so we work with members of the media often on all of these opportunities to um, get them included in different mm -hmm. things. But we, and we also offer wedding, wedding industry speakers and podcast guests. So really um, the folks we work with, they have a beautiful portfolio. They have great expertise yeah. and we're the ones who send that to the media, you know, and, and to be of service to the media. Uh, now when the couples, I will say, I am working on something. It's not out yet, but I'll, I'll let you know what it is. But we are working on just a handy guide for the couples to be able to submit mm -hmm. on their own. You know, you find yeah. that there's going to be some situations where some of your, your readers out there as couples, they get their, you know, they get married. It's lovely, but maybe they're a photographer or planner. They're too busy to submit. They mm -hmm. don't have an interest in submitting, but maybe these couples want to be published. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're working on a guide right now for them um, because we want, you know, if they decide to pursue it on their own, I, then they, they sh I would want them to know the best tactics to use for the, yeah. you know, we've yeah. submitted a over 800 weddings at this point. So we wow. know kind of what works, what doesn't work, what editors are yeah. looking for. And I think, you know, again, at the time of this recording with the pandemic, there are fewer events going on. So I do Absolutely. feel there's going to be, 
Yeah, there's going to be a gap in time where there won't be as many weddings out there. So if I can help guide even couples on how to help fill that gap, you know, I feel like that's that's a part of my work. Yeah, that's amazing because I uh, because brides are planning their wedding, you know, they want it to be amazing. They want it to be um, something they have always dreamed of, uh, whatever, small or big, it doesn't matter. But, you know, to put their little signature, put their little quirks out there and show to the world what expresses them as a couple. And why not have it published in a nice uh, glossy magazine or even on the blog or somewhere to inspire other brides to be to show, to see what what is available, what is possible, you know, not to always just uh, copy paste from traditions or uh, but traditions are also good, of course. But why not do it your own, you know, the way you want it? And I believe that uh, because uh, brides see, ah, look, that bride wore, uh, you know, different shoes. She didn't wear only heels or whatever. Or that bride had a bouquet like this or something like that. So I can do that too, you know, this I believe that this uh, helps and brides and vendors uh, to to reach a little bit further, to see a little bit out of the box of possibilities. That's right. You know, our hope is to be able to feature all of these incredible weddings at all sorts of different yeah. you know, ways, big, small, destination, local. Yeah. And we want to inspire couples. And I've got to say, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, um, although I don't want to speak for you, but I find that especially in the last three to five years, couples really want to make it their own day. Oh, it's, yes. Yeah, it's the personal details. And I don't get me wrong. I love some of these time honored traditions. I really respect yeah. them a hundred percent, but it's so cool to see people veer off. Um, you know, I did events. So 12, 13, 14 years ago, that's when I was in the throes of doing events. Mm -hmm. And of course, working at a five star, we saw beautiful weddings, but a lot of them were not all of them, of course, but some of them were, were really trying to, um, we call it here in the States, keeping up with the Joneses. So the idea of like, yeah. well, I want my wedding to be better than you know, my friend. He was kind of my friend, but kind of not my friend. And I don't see that as much anymore. It's it, of course, yeah. I, a couples probably do feel pressured with all of the Pinterest and Instagram and what they're doing. But yeah. I hope what they, they get out of this day is to see all of the ways that people can personalize and make the experience like just really great for them and their guests and they don't have to follow every rule put upon them you know they can say that. yeah we want to be able to inspire you know when people open up these big glossy gorgeous magazines and yeah. to see this and be inspired and say well you know I could do something similar but in my own way I love that Absolutely. And when you're just reading the stories of these real brides, you know, on the day and how they envisioned it and what they have done. Like uh, recently I was reading one story that was also published in our new issue now that is out. Um, and she writes all about this, um, you know, having a destination wedding and how she taught to cater to the guests that do speak Greek and to the guests that don't speak Greek. Like they taught of double-sided menus and uh, little Greek traditions, like they surprised their guests with, uh, on, they arrived on a boat to the venue. So she kept a little bit of the American traditions uh, with her multiple bridesmaids. And she also kept, you know, some of the Greek traditions. And then 
um, she also made the wedding uh, her own with uh, funny dancing shoes, uh, for instance, or oh. um, yeah, or having a special locket on her bouquet, uh, and uh, these little, you know, little details that matter that are just you know personal to them, and this is what uh, reflected their day. So this is, yeah, this is what I believe uh, that makes every wedding unique is the couple's story that is together. And I believe they should express more, as you said, not just uh, copy the Joneses, <laughs> but uh, also put their own um, signatures on, on each event. And that's, I believe that this is also what makes, what will make it later be more desirable for publishers to publish if there's a story behind it. Correct. And so I want couples out there to know, because I think there is this preconceived notion when, you know, when you see some of these events that they have to be luxe, you know, they have to be over the yeah. top. And the fact is some of my very, very, very favorite weddings of all time are ones that have been extremely personal. They're, yeah. they're often on a budget. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. and there's a lot of handmade details or, you know, they've brought in in, um, friends to help them. It's yes. just, I thought that was the, one of my favorite weddings from the last year we saw and, and we never expected, like, we, you know, you're going to get all sorts of different kinds of weddings, yeah. right? But then sometimes you get ones and it, you just, it, you never expect them. And there's this one in particular that, um, I actually got to talk to the bride, which I rarely do. And it was Lauren oh. and Alex. And from the minute I saw it and I saw that they had this, she had this gorgeous purple hair and she wore this like golden purple kind of crown but it was done so well and she was just mm. I mean this is somebody between that and his purple velvet jacket you just never expected a wedding like this and so Absolutely. I said to her this is incredible like you you bucked a lot of the tradition the best way possible and you know I yeah. thought they did a great job and I think other people can be inspired by that and they obviously were very thoughtful with the details but it was not a million dollar wedding either and that's that's totally okay like we're so yeah. happy to see see couples um go in a different direction so if there's listeners out there on the fence thinking oh mm. well I don't know if I want to submit I didn't have one of these at, you know, yeah. million dollar, that's okay, because you'd be surprised some of our most favorite ones, it's all about the thoughtful details. Absolutely. And there's something, if there's something unique about the wedding, I, I always say, feel free to send it. <laughs> feel free to yes. share it. Uh, so you probably see like tons of inspirational shoots and real weddings and tons of advice because you're also working with the International Wedding Trend Report. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that because I believe it's not only for professionals. There is a lot of great advice that also brides can take out of that. Um, do you suggest brides to read or couples, let's say, brides and grooms, to read the report as well? Absolutely. So the International Wedding Trend Report is such a cool thing to be a part of. So it's it's the brainchild of Kylie Carlson with the yeah. uh, with the Wedding Academy, as you know, our mutual our mutual friend. Yeah. And so we started on that years ago. Um, yeah. The International Trend Report, or what, what the Wedding Trend Report we now call it, is mm -hmm. essentially 
we work with experts such as you, of course, because that's how we, we get our star yeah. becoming female buddies. But we work with great leaders all over the world who can share with us the top wedding trends that they are seeing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in, in the United States, there are a lot of different trend reports that come, like, like maybe a local magazine, they'll say, well, these are the trends. So there's not a ton of reports, but there are articles. Yeah. But what where this differentiates from all of that is it's global. It's what, what we're seeing in Greece. You've been very generous, yeah. of course, over the years contributing, but it's also, you know, yeah, what we're seeing in Australia, what we're seeing yeah. in the UK. Yes, what we're seeing, of course, in North America, Canada and the US and Mexico, um, Spain. And so we, we pull from all of these areas to hopefully provide, you know, what is going to be one of the most, I would dare say, the most robust look at what the year is going to look like. And it comes out in January of every year, but it starts in August and September. Mm -hmm. Like we really, I mean, you know this better than most. We have to get going very early because it's, it's not just pulling the quotes, but it's curating images. I, it is, I have to say, and and to be very clear, it's very much a team effort. My Mm -hmm. role is only one part of many roles because we have Martha behind the scenes who designs everything and she's the eye of it. And of course, Kylie oversees every, every aspect Mm -hmm. of it. So my job is to really make sure we've pulled some amazing experts from all over the world and always pushing for diverse voices, always pushing for voices from many, many countries. And I have to say now that I'm back on the international speaking circuit a little bit more. I attended the PX show last year in Georgia. Um, I was able to start to pull in people from new areas that were newer to me. And so, you know, our hope, and I don't want to speak too much on behalf of Kylie, you know, she'll come. I'm sure you two will have a chat at some point, but our goal, yeah, our goal is to inspire. And that's not just wedding pros. That is couples globally to say these things yeah these things are happening in greece this is happening in dubai this year and 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 show them what is possible yeah and i believe that greece is such an amazing country for destination weddings and as i said before we get uh so many different couples from australia canada america uk even you know bulgaria europe uh, around europe germany even french people come to greece to get married if you can believe it <laughs> uh so yes. yeah so it's uh just a lo- such a country with so much to offer and so many differences uh, uh to share so I'm really happy to be part of the International Trend Report and to contribute to the world to show off uh, Greece too a little bit and what is trending. And on the other hand, it is so good to be able to read what is actually happening uh, in Australia to cater to those couples that come to Greece with the expectancy, with certain expectations and certain you know uh, things that they want to incorporate in their wedding that is happening currently in Australia, for instance. And... Uh, uh, Greece might not know about these things yet. Uh, I mean, Greek wedding professionals, although uh, I personally believe a lot of Greek wedding professionals are top class. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, we, they are really oh, advanced. Absolutely. Yeah, they're really adv- advanced on what they're offering and providing and how good they are. And also in hospitality business, I believe Greece is one of the top out there um, 
to to cater to the bride and actually make the wedding you know really happen if that makes sense <laughs> they will go over and beyond to 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 have the wedding yeah Absolutely. And I have to say that, um, and you, you don't know this, but I will share with you. So because you yeah. contribute shoots as well, yeah. correct, to the trend yes. report. And I have all of them on my computer and we get to see all the great shoots. And I have to say, we do receive wonderful shoots from all over. Yeah. I will say I am always drawn to your work. I really? find it. I think Thank you, you so much. And the, the, absolutely the team and Grace, yes. I mean, I, over the years, I have absolutely, we always make sure, you know, we include your, yeah. your yeah. wonderful Thank work. You so much. Oh, absolutely. And when I, and I know this, that when, so what I've done the last couple of years on the vendor side is I attend a conference. It's called Cater Source and it's, it's co-located mm -hmm. with one called the Special Event and it's thousands of event pros here in North America. And we do have some international mm -hmm. that comes in as well. And mm -hmm. so I, I, the last two years have presented the international trends um, on behalf of mm -hmm. Kylie, you know, she's in France, mm -hmm. so it's easier for me to, me to step Absolutely, in and do yeah. it. And we yeah. always use, and of course credit, but we use some of your work to really show oh, them what crazy. our friends in Greece are doing. I mean, it's incredible. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You really warmed up my heart with this. <laughs> oh, I'm really, really happy. Because this was one of the reasons why I started Elwed to show off the Greek professionals and Greek artists, what they're capable of. And that's why we started the cover shoots. You know, I could just put any wedding on the cover, basically. Mm -hmm. um, but I set it up upon myself to organize the cover shoots uh, for the for the first two, three years, I think we were doing this now. Mm -hmm. um, this now after Corona, obviously we had a little bit of break. And as we said, we all focused on uh, dealing with how to help the vendors and the couples to mm -hmm. uh, relocate their weddings and how to provide them with information that it's useful. So we had a little bit of a pause with the issue, but yeah. And now on the new cover is actually my wedding. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah. So that's exciting. <laughs> and I also want to feature more real couples and real weddings because they're just amazing. There's just so much amazing weddings that happen in Greece. It's really ridiculous. Of course. And they have done, you have done a remarkable job. I always, you know, I get what happens is a little behind yeah. the scenes is Martha collects all of these shoots, yeah. right? And she handles just taking everything. And then the day she says, all right, all the shoots are in Dropbox yeah. where we, and I, it's like Christmas morning. I go in and I see, <laughs> pardon me, all of those shoots. And I always, of course, gravitate towards yours, knowing you a little bit more, of course, than the others. And I get to see everybody's and they all do a great job. And our, our goal is to, you know, you've got Martha who does yeah. an amazing job taking all the images and putting them into the report. And she does a stellar job. And then on my side, my job is to narrow it down to 12 to 15 photos wow. that go out to the media. Yeah. Which is not no. easy. I actually have a, a, yeah, I have a team that helps yeah. me with that because I can't be yeah. the only yeah. one um, just because it needs to be many, many eyes on oh it. Oh my God. That is, I, I know what you're talking about because I also get a lot of uh, submissions and a lot of weddings and I have to choose from 3000 photos to, you know, to fit in the magazine and I just want to fit them all, but sadly you can't. Uh, so I, I know what you're going through. So, wow. 
kudos to you that you can do that from so many submissions from worldwide. And I'm really, really grateful for you to um, have accepted me back then when I just sent you an email out of nowhere. (laughs) And thank you so much for accepting our shoots. It really means a lot to all of us, but especially me. (laughs) Oh, well, I know that it means, I mean, I can speak for a moment on behalf of Kylie and the team, how much it means to her, of course, to receive yeah. all of these thoughtful shoots. You know, it really means I know a lot to the to the entire team. So that's amazing. So what would you say that inspires you out of all of your works and all of your weddings uh, that you have been a part of and uh, style shoots? What is something that really inspires you? Oh. <sighs> That's a really great yeah. question. I, I feel like I'm so I'm I'm absolutely surrounded by inspiration. Which so it, that's yeah. a actually very difficult question yeah. to answer because I am surrounded by so much of it. Um, you know, I would say it, it, there's so first of all there are so many things that inspire me day to day, and I'm I'm grateful for that. But I would say you know when when I get to be a part of hearing the stories of how our creatives, our our wedding pros. They do so much, right? And and it's incredible to see. But when you get to hear about, and especially with real weddings, you take a single thing that the couple wanted or a mm-hmm. single request or a single desire, and then they make it come to life. And it could be one thing that they want, and then it becomes this amazing production from that. Mm-hmm. I am in such awe of the wedding pros who can do that, the, the designers and the florists yes. and the planners. And to be able, you know, you might get a couple who knows, well, I just like the color red. Mm-hmm. And that's literally all they know yeah. about their big day. And then people build off of that. And um, I, you know, in addition to submitting these, mm-hmm. this great work, I also get to submit the very best to industry awards oh, all yeah. over. And I'm so inspired because that's the best of the best, right? Yeah. Those are the ones where, you know, the people have really, maybe they've come across challenges and to get from point A to point B. And I would say that that tends to be some of our biggest points of inspiration because, you know, I get to see a lot of the end Mm -hmm. result, which is a great place to be because I I guess I get my weekends off. So that makes, but I get to still see the beautiful weddings, but to hear the process Mm -hmm. and see someone in their element um, brings a great joy and truly inspires our work. That's amazing. Uh, and just, I guess, the great feedback is just enough when you see the positive feedback of the people. Um, yeah, Absolutely. So from all of these trends that you receive, and obviously now the trends have been a little bit of on a, on a pause because, you know, the coronavirus and not many events had the chance to happen. What do you see picking up for the next year? I was wondering if you would ask yeah. me that uh, since I help with the trend report, I feel like um, I knew that was coming and I'd be curious. I, I'm, I'm eager for Kylie's thoughts on this as well. So I wouldn't be surprised and you, you actually answered it in part. What, what I would probably mm-hmm. say is, you know, yes, things are on pause right now and we've never seen this yeah. before. Right. I mean, you have a season, you do the weddings, some trends carry over yes. and some don't. I genuinely think, I genuinely think we are going to see many of the trends carry over mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. next year. Where I, you know, what we were talking about this year will be very similar next year because a lot of these couples unfortunately had yeah. to postpone. So they took these great events and they just pushed them back a year or pushed them back several months. So I don't see 
a huge shift away from what mm -hmm. we were seeing. But what I do see is I'll see a, a continued increase. This is not as sexy of an answer <laughs> when we talk about trends. I know we talk about colors and all those things. So I'm going to come from a practical mm -hmm. side. So you have to forgive mm -hmm. me here is I am going to see a continued dependence on technology in a way we never saw before. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Generation Z is as what we're kind of identifying as that next generation coming in here, at least in North America. But we're we're seeing, of course, that they're dependent on tech in a way that we, we never saw mm -hmm. before. And they have high expectations. But I think the vendors especially are going to have to level mm -hmm. up with what they're doing. You know, we're seeing so many cool things with virtual yeah. reality now. I mean, now that we can't travel as much, we're seeing virtual reality being yeah. used in a way to help plan and AI. And, um, you know, all of those things are going to come into play. And it's not a temporary solution to planning. It's something that's here to stay. So I, I firmly believe we're going to have more virtual meetings. We're going to get more used to that more than anything. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that part of it. And I do think that we will see, like like we said, is going to see a lot of the trends carrying over. Mm -hmm. And then perhaps 2022 will then head in a different direction. Yeah. But I think the, these two years together are going to be similar. What do you think? Yeah. Now it's your turn. I'm asking you, I'm going to ask you the question. <laughs> yeah, I talk about a lot uh, uh, tr about trends these days uh, with many different uh, vendors and professionals and brides. Um, I do believe that uh, um, weddings are going to be a bit smaller, especially the destination weddings, because maybe elderly people are not going to be able to travel so easily. And in general, the travel is going to be a bit more, you know, difficult for everybody. Um, so that's one thing I think we will be seeing, a little bit smaller destination weddings. Uh, maybe even uh, local weddings will be a bit smaller, uh, you know, to space out the guests uh, to be more safe. Um, then I do see a rise of uh, some disinfectants <laughs> in the in the baskets or in, you know, um, favors <laughs> instead of favors, maybe some disinfectants or on the tables or something like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or maybe something even I'm hoping actually for something a little bit more interactive, like uh, disinfective stations or something like that. And then I do believe elopements are on the rise. And definitely, as you said, a virtual reality. Uh, because, uh, you know, we want to share our moments with our loved ones. And I saw this from my wedding um, when my family couldn't join for my destination wedding. And, you know, they just missed out on not that we had uh, some big uh, celebration, I mean, uh, ceremony, but... Um, Otherwise, I feel like they missed out on that day, you know, even if it was just a civil ceremony, uh, it was still something, you know, special to us. Uh, so, yeah, virtual reality is definitely something that I uh, strongly suggest to brides and couples to just, you know, give it a look if this is something they would want to do. So, yeah, uh, we are in the same on the same page.
Yes, I, I do think that is seeing the smaller elopements on the rise too, like you said. And I think, you know, we'll all have our eyes on destination weddings in terms yeah. of, because it, 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 here in the States, it's about tw about a quarter of the market goes somewhere to get married. And I think we'll keep, we'll be keeping an eye on, of course, all mm -hmm. the different countries and where they are with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, here in the States, I don't think a lot of places want us going anywhere yeah. right now, but, but I'm optimistic when, down the yeah. road when things are lifted that people will be eager to travel all over including of course gorgeous yeah. Greece I need to make need to make my way there someday <laughs> hopefully it comes soon and Greece is definitely one of the safest countries to travel to this year and also hopefully next year um, what would you say was your best experience in the world of weddings uh, as you said you have some um, some interaction with couples, you read some stories, you in interact with the wedding professionals. So what was that one experience uh, that just stood out? Maybe even from your uh, days when you were a part of weddings, when you were working for a venue. Absolutely. I mean, there are countless, of course, you know, stories I could go on and on. And I've got a, a few come flooding in right away, right? You yeah. know, we've worked on some really extraordinary events, um, extraordinary on a grand sale, extraordinary um, on a personalized level and all those. But I would say one that really stood out actually took place just after I had started OFD and I had gone to dinner one night with just some wedding friends. It was a very casual dinner. I'll never forget it. And one of the friends, you know, came to dinner and said, you know, I just, I had a really interesting, um, just interesting experience. She had done a giveaway mm -hmm. as part of her company and it, it was on the local television. It was a small thing, but it was local television. And uh, this woman, Kelly reached out to her and said, listen, um, we didn't win, but we certainly appreciated trying, but listen, you know, I, I'd love to do something for my daughter. And her daughter was engaged to be married. They had two lovely young children and they're very, very sweet. And he had been diagnosed with a terminal um, oh, yeah. cancer and they were getting married. And, you know, she said, I'd love to be able to do something for them. What do you suggest? Because I think they'd been giving away a bachelor mm -hmm. party or something fun and small. So, you know, and this is in 2010, I think mm -hmm. 2011. And my friend Casey said, you know, what should we do? And I said, and this is before there were organizations mm -hmm. to help with this sort of thing. And I remember saying, let me see what I can do. And I'll never forget it because my birthday was the next day. And I sent an email out to literally every wedding vendor in mm -hmm. my area in Virginia I had ever met. I'd ever met every single person got an email, like this mass email mm -hmm. from me. And I said, you know, we're in a position to help this couple and, and do this for them. Um, who's with me on this? Why, why can't we do this something yeah. for them? And so to say the gates just open and flooded, it, it was an unbelievable experience where literally everyone responded on my birthday, best birthday <laughs> gift I ever got in my life, I swear. And so this one venue called immediately called Lisa. I'll never forget. She got my cell and called and said, we're in, we'll give you the location. Um, they're booked every Saturday for the foreseeable future, but we booked like a Sunday. Then we had florists. I'm getting goosebumps. Yeah. I'm talking about it. We had florists 
working together. So like friends yeah. and caterers making food together, all of this. And, you know, to this day, I remember the hair and makeup. I'm still, you know, deeply loyal to all of these people who came together. And it ended up being this magical, amazing, wonderful day for this couple, like exceeded expectations. It was, you know, tens of thousands of dollars donated for free. So this lovely yeah. couple could have truly the best, best day. And so, and I'll remember, you know, I not being in weddings mm -hmm. anymore, of course. Right. So I, I was sort of useless on the day of, <laughs> I wasn't providing anything, but I said, I actually helped in the children's room. I love kids. So I, I babysat and love that. And so I'll never forget right, right before the children's room is right next to where the bride was getting ready. And as she was about to walk down the big staircase to the ceremony, like you hear the music playing. It's a very like movie moment. I just happened to look up and she looked over and she mouthed thank you to oh. me. And it was one of the best moments of my oh life. My I God. just to, to give them a like that. And so that wedding always resonated. He um, lived several more months. He oh. lived a little bit longer than they expected, but he did pass. Oh and then um, the wedding. Yeah. And, but, but she's had, this is many years later and, and the family's doing very well. And of course they miss, they miss him, but they're doing very well. Um, I've stayed in touch with the mom. And so then the wedding pros, when he passed, all he wanted was um, a tree in his honor, mm. um, you know, at a local, there's this local park called Maymont. It has about a hundred yeah. acres and they wanted a place where his kids could go and think about him and be with him. And they're very, it was like $600, pretty expensive to do yeah. that. And so I went back to the same people after yeah. all they're giving and just said, Hey, if anyone wants to help, we had enough money to buy two. So we have, oh, there are goodness. two trees in his honor. I still visit them when they go oh, an and there's, there's still things on them. Yeah. So it just goes to show what a wonderful industry you yes. and I are both in. Right. Yeah. We're so we lucky. Are. So absolutely, That's, truly yeah. amazing story. That is something to really stand out. <laughs> You're lucky to have experienced this and um, how nice of you that you've actually thought of it to organize something like this. That's also uh, a lot of work to organize. Yeah. We were more than happy to do it. It really, it, it, it was, it filled our cup more like for our yeah. whole life, you know, yeah. so we just loved it. Beautiful. Um, so tell us a little bit more what you're currently working on. So we're keeping pretty busy right now. I would say, um, you know, with the pandemic still, you know, right now at the time of the recording is still going on. We're spending a lot of time working with media outlets to help them, um, you know, be able to pull together their experts for stories, articles, yeah. things like that. So that's keeping us very, very busy. Um, I will, my first speaking engagements will be late fall. So of course, preparing mm -hmm. for that. But in the meantime, I'm working a great deal with um, groups and conferences globally who are bringing in virtual speakers. Oh. I've done some virtual speaking. Oh, I've been up but it like with lipstick at 645 oh. in the morning for a group, a group in <laughs> India and Dubai. And so, so, but providing not only my education, yes. but also that of my clients. So that is keeping me quite busy. That's amazing. Feel free to share any virtual uh, conferences with us in our groups. And we will be glad to spread the word to our family and community of uh, professional wedding vendors in also in Greece so and the world because we have many international wedding vendors so that's amazing to hear uh, and do you have some uh, can you do you want to expand a little bit more on your personal project the one that you were saying before for the 
for the uh, for the couples? Yes, absolutely. So what I'm doing, and the timing is really right now for it. I've always wanted to do it. And I think now that we've been at home and, you know, priorities have shifted yes. a little bit. So what I'm working, I, I teach wedding pros all over the world how to take their gorgeous events and submit them to yes. gorgeous publications such as yours and blogs. And so what we're working on right now, and I will be sure to send you a link when yes. we've wrapped it up, but we are working on just an easy little course. It's a guide on how to, as a couple, mm -hmm. which is very different than a wedding mm -hmm. program, how to publish, get your wedding published. And, you know, it just comes to a point where, understandably, couples are, they make very personal choices yes. with their wedding day. And to believe it or not, I know this sounds kind of silly, but to submit your wedding, it's a business mm -hmm. transaction, right? And so to remove all the personal, it's very hard to remove all the personal yeah. parts of it and to just submit it. And so what we're trying to do is offer just the insight and say, listen, if you have interest, if this is something that your, your vendors maybe don't have mm -hmm. time or interest to do, make sure you do it well. Yeah. And this is how you do it. And so we offer, there's so many things we offer a, you know, this shoot list of oh, yeah. here's the photos that you have to pull because, um, oftentimes we work with couples because we, they may ask to see the photos before we mm -hmm. submit. And they often ask, well, why aren't there more people shots? Mm -hmm. And so we talk about why those kind of, as you know, mm -hmm. you know, better than most that really dates, dates the wedding. And so there's a photo, we have a photo checklist for them. That's amazing, and, yeah. And, and yeah, and instead of a just write about your wedding, because you know they would go on and on yes. and on for like like paragraphs. <laughs> like here are the questions you want to answer. Yes. And then this is the exact vendors they want. And then this is how you take your images mm -hmm. and match them up with the right publication. And so that the hope is to release, of course, this summer. I don't want to, I, I, we're putting yeah, the finishing touches. We'll offer it online in a couple of spots for places. Um, and, and really excited to do that because I find that, um, you know, a lot of these couples are excited to share their inspiration. And, and frankly, right yeah. now we need to get these 2021 yes. couples excited because a lot of them have postponed yeah dates right and so we want them excited and i think this is a great way and to what do a it. great way also to help the vendors because uh, as you said maybe vendors don't have time or don't think that uh, you know a couple would agree to share their wedding because you also have to ask couples for permission not only the photographers to publish things so uh what a great way to help their vendors if they believe that they help them in any way just you know to send submission to help them with the because this is one form of advertisement for everybody that worked on the uh, on the wedding or event or party or whatever and just if they can just mention you know our planner was amazing because of this and this that's just like you can't get better advertisement than this i believe <laughs> That is correct. And I think it makes a lot of sense. To, you're very correct to go ahead and say, listen, you know, if you're going to submit, you have to be mindful of a few things with your yeah. vendors as well. You're right. Because as vendors, as you know, better than most, of course, that you have to get the couple's permission, Absolutely. but couples sometimes think, oh, well, I paid yeah. for the images so I can just no. do what I want. And so my goal is Edu to, yeah. I want to make it fun for them, but yeah, we have to educate to make sure that Absolutely. we don't have any hic hiccups Absolutely. along the way. Yeah. And especially, as you said before, the, due to the recession, the restrictions on the weddings and events, there's like a shortage of uh, content for the publishers 
So absolutely, this is now the the best way for the um, last year's weddings or even, you know, two years ago. Why not? If the wedding was spectacular or the photo shoot even, I always say, why not? Send me your old wedding. Send me your old shoots. If they're amazing, they're still amazing now. And everybody's, you know, of course, has different uh, rules with it. And I think that's great to understand, you know, who are the folks who say, hey, send me things that are a little bit older. Some people have different strict. I think right now with everything going on, people are going to be a little bit more relaxed Mm -hmm. with it just because of the fact that we'll have a gap in in editorial content for a bit. Yeah, absolutely. There are some older weddings there that are just timeless. They're just, you know, timeless classic beauties. And why not? I don't care if it was, uh, you know, it was 2016 or 17 or whatever. Um, if uh, it's still beautiful to see and some, if there's still something unique about it, you know, there are just some weddings that are just a little bit ahead of time or some style shoots that are just a little bit, you know, too out there, let's say, and the time hasn't caught up on them yet, on them yet. but maybe now is the time to try it out. Absolutely. <laughs> and for the last question, what advice would you give to the couples that want to get, that want to have a destination wedding? Maybe it can be something trend related or something that you know, you know, pers- that you have personal experience on. Anything about this one. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to a destination wedding, I always tell people that the ones that stand out to me, the ones that I have you know, really the great honor of seeing and submitting, it's the couples who look at not just the day, but uh, dare I say either the weekend or the period of time when everyone is together. Mm-hmm. And so so it's yes, the day of is kind of where all the spectacular things happen mm-hmm. on, on whatever level like you choose to do it. But what I particularly love about destination weddings are when couples are mindful of you know everything from start to finish. Now, this does not mean I am not here to stress out the destination couples of the world saying, Well, you really need to think about the minute they walk off the airplane. I, I'm not trying to stress mm-hmm. it out, but to be thoughtful of the details. Have fun. It can if your your big day is more formal. Many of the other aspects can be informal. Mm-hmm. They can be casual. They're going to get together. But think to yourself, it's so rare to get all of these people together, and especially in this setting. How can I take the time to really maximize this? Um, even if some of the other activities are, you know, it's not necessarily required. But like, if you choose to join us, but creating these opportunities within this chance to be together. I, I love seeing group activities. Mm-hmm. I love seeing you know, the day, yeah, the day after breakfast. I had this, um, I went to this amazing destination wedding in Morocco mm-hmm. and it was very, very over the top. It was, it was Fabrice Orlando. Mm-hmm. He is a wonderful planner. So you knew mm-hmm. it was gonna be amazing. Yeah. And, you know, you have these multiple events leading up and all this, but what was particularly nice, and it was, it was something that they did is they had this um, table area. So when you walked into the hotel at any time, you had the typical concierge and, and great folks, but he had this table that was set aside and it had just coffee and a little bit of sweet treats, just a little bit of something. So it was grab and go and water oh, and it amazing. was meant for... The people staying there and and there was you know I will say it was it was a bit grander where there was one person dedicated to the the wedding yeah. guests coming but I that's not always something that that's feasible but having just that table with yeah. knowing you could grab a coffee yeah. because of course someone who was 
what was I, seven, eight hour difference. I mean, I was tired. And so I needed coffee more than most people. And so those sort of touches, you know, thoughtfully recognizing these people are coming from all over, those really do make a difference in the overall guest experience. Absolutely. The guest experience, as you said. And also lately, I'm hearing a lot about the wedding week, uh, which I think is going to become even more and more popular in destination weddings, uh, which uh, they start off the whole week with just getting to know each other. Like the guests have this experience, so they start with a party or a dinner or, I don't know, day at the beach or whatever, you know. Um, and then they just have these fun activities uh, for the guests to get to know each other because they come from the all over the world. And then on the day of the wedding, when they actually have to party, it's so much more relaxed and so much better because they already spent a couple of days before the wedding together with the other guests uh, to get to know everybody. So, yeah, that's something that I believe also brides, destination brides should um, or could think about, you know, to, to have your wedding on, I don't know, on the third day or the second day of the arrival, not right away. So, yeah, that's a great way, as you said, and just the guest experience to have them pampered and make sure they are hydrated or increase some protection. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, absolutely coffee. So that's no problem in Greece. If, if you ever come here, we definitely have to go for an amazing coffee you will never forget. Yes. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> Beautiful. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Obviously, brides, uh, couples, uh, you know, uh, if they want your uh, course and the vendors, if they want your expertise for publishing, for being published, where can they go? They can find me. The best place is OFDconsulting.com. That is where you can find everything to lead you to wherever you want to be. Perfect. That's amazing. Um, so thank you very much for this uh, podcast. Uh, we are well over our time, but that that's what happens when we can't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish you all the best with the new trend report and all of these new amazing talks and conferences you're part of and I will be definitely sharing some uh, that are um, that I come across man thank you so much for being here and this was amazing and hopefully we can repeat it maybe next year after the pandemic to see what has changed in the world of weddings Absolutely. One day, maybe we'll even do a live one oh, that together. Would be amazing. <laughs> Beautiful. That would be amazing. Okay. So thank you so much again and have a lovely day. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to LWED Talks. I hope you found this show helpful and inspirational. You can subscribe and listen to LWED Talks on some of your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor and many more. Head over to lwed.com podcast to find out more. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to leave a review or a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your chosen platform. If you are planning your wedding in Greece, make sure to download our Elwed magazine filled with resources and inspirational advice at elwed.com magazine. Or follow us on our socials for instant inspiration at elwedmag. 
On the other hand, if you just want to share your thoughts about this episode, ask a question or want to be on our next show, you can leave us a voice message on Anchor or head over to elwe.com slash podcast to get in touch. This podcast was brought to you by Elwe.